Hello, and welcome back to Madness in the Method, the podcast where we talk about Nicolas Cage and all the all the fun movies he's made over the years. It's, it's so much fun to do this podcast, especially today. Uh, but before that, my name is Tobias, and with me as always is my uh, uh, friend and trusty co-host, Christopher. Hello, everyone. Hello. And uh, we today we are talking about... Um, a legendary Nicolas Cage movie. Probably one of the movies that kind of kind of started the whole Nicolas Cage meme. We're talking yeah. about yeah the 2006 uh, the Wicker Man, the, or the Wicker Man remake, the infamous Wicker Man. Yeah. Not the bees, not the bees. <laughs> yes, exactly that movie. <laughs> Uh, yeah. Um, originally a 1973 British, quote unquote, horror movie. I don't know. Um, starring starring uh, uh, shit. What's his name? Saruman. Christopher uh, Christopher, Lee. Christopher Christopher Lee. Right. Right. Yeah. Um, which became a cult classic. So they decided let's make a bland American version of it. Yeah. And we'll have Nicolas Cage. Not as the crazy cult leader, but as the cop? Yeah, he should yeah. have been the cult leader. That could have been fun, yeah, yeah. Mm. But, you know, the director had other plans. Yeah. So, first off, yeah. just we've all seen this movie. It's, it's yes. infamous. If you've ever been down the So Bad It's Good rabbit hole in movies, you have seen this movie, or at least know, know of it. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, but uh, this was the first time I think I saw. So I've seen the original before, and I've seen Nicolas yeah. Cage one before, but I never really seen them back to back. No, me and neither. One thing that really struck me now when I saw the original first, and then I think the day after I saw the remake, the remake loses a lot of the fun if yeah. you know what they're going for. Yeah. Because uh, I, I think the biggest, the, the the big fun of the Wicker Man, the remake, the Nicolas Cage one, is that you don't really understand what the fuck are they thinking? What what is what's going on? Why are they doing these weird fucking scenes that doesn't really lead anywhere? Why is he just running around doing nothing? <laughs> but if you see the original, if you have that fresh in your mind, you see, oh okay, I see what they're going for, and they ex- and miss the mark completely. It, yeah. It's not this weird enigma anymore. It's just. Oh, they just did this badly, sort of. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. The, the the director who was he was kind of because it was it was uh, I was I was reading him up on the movie and listening to the commentary track for the the movie, um, and it was Nicolas Cage's like production company. I don't remember the name of it. That wanted to make uh, the movie or remake the movie. So and they hired the director. And, and asked him to like sh- like give us your vision and uh, he had seen the original he liked the original um he he, uh, he was a fan like a big fan of the original but you know first then you should you should ask yourself like why would you even make a remake of a of a of a, of a cult film like this if, no. if you're a fan of the original you know? but second of all his choice was to like go in a this is a quote from him. Completely different direction than the original. Sh- sure, that can be interesting, but the direction he went in is just confusing and weird. Yeah, it's not in a different direction. 
and there are a lot of scenes and a lot of lines which is like straight from the original. Oh, yeah. uh, it's just that they sort of they sort sort of jumble it together and then they do some in every choice throughout this movie. And you can go two you can just you're going to do this way or that way. They constantly take the worst of the two options. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that that's sort of what happens in the movie. Yeah, no, but but he, I think what he what he meant with a completely different direction is that the original movie is it's it's uh, Christianity versus paganism. Yeah, that's literally it, uh, and, and it's and it's an interesting it's an interesting look at you know what you know because the the Christian cop in the movie is so appalled by everything that the the pagans are doing, but I mean. They they even I mean uh, we watched the new the new or new ish like final cut of the 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 old movie yeah the, the unrated version not the final cuts well the old no the, the old oh, one right. The, all right the sorry one. yeah yeah that came out like a few years ago and it yeah. it has it opens with a new or new scene uh in a church where where the cop Howie Constable Howie talks you know he talks about um. Uh, the Last Supper and how you know Christ was like, oh, this is this is my body, eat of my body. This is my blood. You can drink of my blood. You know, blah blah blah. Mm. And they they throughout the movie points out how the religions are kind of uh, similar, but just because it's not Christian and it's more um, free and not so constricted, yeah. it's it's a horrible horrible religion that is corrupting the minds of the children of the <laughs> island. Yeah. yeah. Uh, the original is very, very like Christian Panic from the time sort. Oh uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But the thing is that the director, uh, Robin Hardy, the original director, um, didn't like he, he didn't take sides. I mean, mm. I guess in the end, yeah, the pagans do kill someone, you know, yeah. who wasn't he wasn't in on it. So I guess they're technically the bad guys. But the movie really paints this picture of like, well, religion is religion, just because you know. Just because you don't like our ways doesn't make it wrong. Yeah, I mean, and and they're both kind of you know point out like I said point out a lot of the similarities. In this new version, the director and writer Neil LeBute, he wanted to make it instead of Christianity versus paganism, it would be man versus woman. Mm. Um, which yeah, it ties into the to the whole uh, B theme. Yeah, but he doesn't do much with it. Yeah, and it's sort of this. I don't know. It's this. It's it's like this weird kind of. It's it definitely seems like he's taking side, and it really seems he probably don't think so. But it seems like he's trying to paint a picture of how bad feminism is, sort of. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't. I don't think that's, and I think that's where he he went so wrong. I don't think that's what was, that wasn't his intention. Yeah, but I that's don't how think it comes so off. <laughs> yeah, it definitely comes off. Because like it's a, it's a horror movie about an island of women who kills a man. Yeah. They lure him there with their feminine guile, um, and tease him, and they they snicker at him, and, he'll, and then they burn him to death in the end. Like, yeah, and the, it they, comes off super misogynistic. Yeah, and it, and it really just. This thing that all oh, the men doesn't—they're not allowed to speak, and they are very subservient. They, they and, don't even teach them to speak; they can't speak. Yeah, and it's just this thing of, yeah, this is kind of—I mean, if you're going for man versus woman, both sides are equally good or equally bad. You can't just make one side 
definitely 100% worse. <laughs> yeah. I mean, the the leader of the, the island, played by... Um, shit. Um, the, the mom from The Exorcist, whatever her name is. Uh, Ellen... Ellen Burstyn, right. Burstyn, yeah. She even says, like, when he points out, like, oh, that sounds like you just hate men when they're, they're talking towards the end of the movie. Um, she's like, no, we love our men. Of course we do. They're very important for breeding. Yeah. Uh, uh, hey. <laughs> yeah, I mean, this, this is sort of, sort of, this, the, the island is society that incels think that yes. feminism wants. That's sort of what's going on. And it's just, it's, yeah. it comes up very, very weird. Very weird. And, and, and that's, uh, that's, that's I, I'm not... surprised, you know, we pointed out, I'm surprised there hasn't been a, a resurgence of this movie. With with, yeah. with the rise of the incel over the last few years, <laughs> yeah, and and that's not even the worst part of the movie. No, that's just you know that's just uh, poor execution of of an interesting idea. But yeah, yeah, the, the 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 technical aspects of this movie is the worst part. My God, yeah. it's first of all because the first movie is very it's a very slow movie. Yeah, uh, but it it's never boring. It's just it's it has this sort of uh, which you don't really see that much these days. Uh, with this, it's a horror movie, but it's like more of a of a creeping something is off, but I can't put a finger on it. Yeah, yeah. Sort of like the the first third of um, uh, the, the 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 Jordan Peele movie. Get out. Yeah, get out. Yeah. Sort of the first but it's third just of that. awkward at first. Yeah. yeah, it's just it's just something is off, something is weird, but we don't know what, and that sort of is disturbing. And that's the entire original is like that. Yeah, I mean, yeah, the, like the first hour is not really. There's no horror unless you you find paganism disturbing. Oh yeah. yeah. It's almost like a musical because there's so many music like songs so much, being sung. So much music. So much singing and dancing, yeah. yeah. But then yeah, then when he really starts to uh investigate the murder more when he he breaks in to look at the pictures and he reads mm. about their um uh, their rituals and everything. You're you're about there's like 30 20, 25 to 30 minutes after the movie. That's when the like really creepy stuff starts to well creep in, yeah. And when you arrive at the end, yeah, it's it's like super disturbing how they how they just they have they fooled him. Yeah, and in this movie, because that's also a big thing. Because again, the first one is very slow, and it, it is about an investigation. He goes, he's looking for clues. It's sort of like a like an old point and click adventure sort of it just <laughs> yeah. goes to a place find a little piece of the story and then it goes to another place find another thing and there i think the best part of the movie is this when he figures out the sacrifice thing where he first he reads about like the old old stories of pagan europe with the, the yeah. different parts of people and the the different uh, roles that people play, and then there's sometimes if it's really bad to harvest, they could do a sacrifice, but it's very rare. And then he goes to the photo thing, and he finds the picture that's been missing, and then he realizes the harvest has been bad, and it's just this, this mm. sort of slowly building up, and slowly putting the pieces together. In this movie, <laughs> Nicolas Cage version, sort of like the. F- one of the first people he talked to in the movie is like, yeah, we had a horrible f- harvest last year. The worst ever. Yeah. Oh, oh, okay. And that's like, 
takes an entire movie in the first one to figure that out. And this one, just people just tell him. Yeah, and that that really, I mean that it, that doesn't ruin it for you the first time. It just makes it very confusing the first time. But on repeat viewings, it's it the movie's completely ruined because you know exactly what's going to happen and you're just waiting for it, yeah. and there's nothing interesting going on uh, in the meantime. No. The old one at least has stuff going on, and there's you know uh, the the debate you know Christianity versus versus religion that that Christopher Lee has with. Um, uh, the the cop constable Howie whatever his name is the the actor, mm. um and it's it's interesting and uh, as you know I'm not a huge fan of musicals kind of don't like mm. them at all yeah. so some of the music numbers was like okay get on with it like <laughs> when uh, Briti Eklund is just dancing around naked for like five minutes it's like <laughs> it's a funny scene because the cop is like no. I must not be horny. Like it's funny, but it goes on for way too long. Yeah, I even I who really likes musicals, <laughs> I think it's there's a little too much music. We don't we don't need two full songs no. before he lands the island. I mean, yeah, <laughs> we have a sermon and then two full songs, and then the movie starts, and it's just come on now. Yeah, and then these just and in this this is sort of what I. People who don't like musicals, this is sort of what I think they think a musical is. <laughs> uh, of this, because this is definitely those. Okay, everybody, just pause the movie for three minutes. We just need to sing a song that has nothing to do with anything. Yeah, yeah, um, sort of. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so yeah, even I was a little uh, distraught, but I, I do think the songs are pretty good. Sure, the songs uh, are good. And, and, it's they, just they, a... and they have a point to me there, but they're. They're too, oh yeah! Cut one or two off. Yeah, the 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 song um, where the the children are dancing around the maypole. Um, um it's just like that, that. That didn't need to be an entire song. No, it could have just that, been like the first twenty seconds. Then he steps in. What's going on here? That you know. that should have been like in the background. Yeah, <laughs> where yeah, he, yeah. when the regular rest of the scene kept going. Not he stands there. <gasps> the horror of. Singing oh about God. sex and what children's you here. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. And and that going back to Nicolas Cage version. Yes, that's one of the biggest problems I think with the movie is the fucking music in the Nicolas Cage version. It's so uh, overly dramatic when nothing oh, happens, yeah. like yeah. all the time, and it's super like, oh, it's horror now. And you're like, no, it's just walking in the daylight. It's nothing is happening. What are you doing? Yeah, that's that's also uh, a a big problem. Um, that that the old one, yeah, the old one is is regarded as a horror movie. But I gotta say, other than the ending, it it didn't really affect me in a horrific way. No, it, it as I said, it's this this deep seated something is wrong, but it, yeah. it's not scary at all. It's no, just sort of creepy and a little uncomfortable at times. Yeah, and and I think that's I would I prefer that than to the fucking jump scare shit that the Wicker Man is. Yes, because that's that's actually like something that the director pointed out that we, we, he wanted to to make it scarier uh to to the point where he actually like the 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 scene where the crow is in the uh the the school bench. Yeah. 
Like, he points out that, like, oh, in the original, it's just a, a, a beetle or a bug tied to a string. Like, that's not very scary. So we thought we could cram in a, a jump scare here. It's like, why would you do that? Yeah, I mean, no, this it's one of those things I don't understand. Everybody knows. Like, it's common knowledge. Everyone knows that jump scares is bad. We don't want them. You can have one, maybe two in a movie, and you need a lot of build-up and a lot of lot of things before and after for it to work. You yeah. can't just put in a jump scare. Everyone knows this. Yeah. Why do people still do it? Why does this guy do it all the time? Because no jump scare in this movie is deserved. There's no. not one. It's just... Oh, it's, uh, he's here and BAM! Jump scare. Oh, okay. What? And it never works. That's, yeah, no. that's the worst thing. Because, you know, as much as, as, much as we, we, all, we all hate jump scares, they do work. They startle you. You go, oh, oh shit! Yeah. It's not, they don't scare you, but you react to them. But in this movie, you react just like Nicolas Cage does when he sees the, the bird. He's like, what? 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 <laughs> he's like, he gets annoyed, and that's that's me every time a jump scare is in a movie. He's like, oh, what? Hey, what? No, stop! Yeah, because yeah, a, a, a jump scare that works, that is, that is, is, it needs to be earned. It needs to have yeah. this release of tension. You build up tension for a long while, and then we get a jump scare to release <laughs> that tension. In this one, there's no tension. It's just loud noise. Yeah. <laughs> from nowhere. No, no, the, the tension is Nicolas Cage pointing at the bench and saying, Whose bench is that? <laughs> keep keep pointing, walking towards it. It's just... Yeah, well, well I guess we'll get to his acting a little later. Let's <laughs> let's keep harping on this piece yeah. of shit movie. <laughs> yeah, so... And again, with the music at the end... Because at the end, both movies end with this sort of um, parade. When they're walking through the islands, they're yeah. all dressed up, and they're playing, like, these instruments and this, this... Uh, way to the sacrifice sort of thing. Yeah. Uh, in this movie, they they have scary music at the, in the yeah, background. We don't, we don't even, hear the. But we see people play instruments, and we hear sometimes. Let us hear the instruments. That's you know more creepy. Yeah, yeah. Like let let uh, yeah let the 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 ritual speak for itself. Yeah. Um, instead of telling the audience, this is supposed to be scary. Yeah. You get it? Um and um and also, um, why intercut that with a fight scene between Nicolas Cage and Lily Sobieski? Like, this 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 movie is it's so weird, and that's 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 a big part of it also. The editing in this movie is all over the place. Yeah, like like the scene where he holds up the doll and says, "How to get burned? How to get burned?" Mm. That scene. Would have worked if it doesn't like do a jump cut in the middle, so then he re, re- repeats himself. How to get burned? How to get burned? How to get burned? Like yeah. just let him say it once or twice, and let her like stumble through her words. It would have worked, but now we just it's assaulting your senses. Yeah, because because of the editing. Uh, also, these things with the uh, the fucking flashbacks all the oh, time, yeah. and I. And I was I had to like rewind and pause to figure out why the flashbacks are there because it there is a payoff to the flashbacks, but it's just yeah. so fast that you don't even realize it that the all the people in the flashback is actually people from the island. 
Well, are they or aren't they? Because he do hallucinate sometimes. Oh, yeah, I don't. I, uh... the, it's it's unclear because there isn't there isn't, wasn't a clear vision for what the point was of the uh, the flashbacks. Well, no. So the way I interpret it, which I think is what they want to do, but it just do it so fucking poorly with a payoff that is blink and you miss it, uh, is that. The girl and the daughter at the... The girl and the daughter. The, the daughter and the, her mother at the yeah. beginning in the car. Yeah. That they are people from the island. Uh, and the whole thing, the whole accident is orchestrated uh, to give him this cor- sort of... Um, uh, I, I, I lost... I, I, I failed this girl thing. Trauma. Okay. And then the policewoman, which we also see on the island in that scene. We do? Police, yeah. Yeah, that's the thing. That's where I had to rewind and pause. They, the the woman who is his colleague, the policewoman. Yeah. And the girl and the mother, they all takes off their mask at the end and stand side by side. What? Okay, I missed that. Okay, yeah. So they, because he, the mother, whatever, Summer Isle, says, like, we have orchestrated this. And then it's a cut, which is, like, half a second when these three people take off their the masks and stand each other. So that's the other thing, that the policewoman gave him the letter. Because oh, uh, co- she comes to his apartment and is like, here's some letter or some mail. But that is that is so contrived, because he already had a connection to the island. Uh, the lady, the lady Willow, or whatever her name was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's that it's, was the it's, connection. Yeah, why it's, oh, yeah, all the other shit? No, it's this thing that there is a connection is because that's sort of what they do in we we come to that the the scene that's not in the Android version with James Franco. Uh, yeah, um, but so this is a thing they do apparently that they yeah. go to the main island, get a child with a guy, and then so that's a thing that they did. But they need a sacrifice. So, oh, right, right. So right. the scheme... So they need that, someone familiar, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so the scheme that they do is... Okay, they pick him. Okay, so first of all, how do we get the letter to him? Yes, we use this policewoman. I don't know how they planned that, but they, they couldn't just mail it to him. <laughs> yeah, because that's the thing, that he says, like, oh, look, there's no stamp on the mail. How did they get here? That's uh. because it was the policewoman who gave it to him. It was it never got to the police station, she gave it to him directly. Okay. And then the reason, because he's like, ah, oh, why should I go to Willow? She's like this, she fucking blew me off several years ago. Why should I even meet her? Because mm-hmm. he has the trauma of a girl with a red shirt. Right. He failed that. Oh. And now he has to go there. So it's this big, you see, you, you see that they had a big thought, a big thing about this. And that's why they have the, these uh, hallucination and flashbacks, so you can get the connection at the end. But the payoff goes back, goes by so fast that you miss it, and then it just feels weird. Yeah. <laughs> so there is a point. It's just the, the they fuck up the payoff. And it's a su- yes, yeah, super elaborate plan. That's like, which I think they deal with pretty pretty well in the original. Yeah. Where where it's it's kept as a mystery instead of revealing like haha this was our plan all along no he when he arrives at the island he talks like I got a letter it was it was uh, 
Um, it was um, it was written to me, like directly yeah. to me. But there's no stamp on it. No, there is a stamp. That's how he gets to the island. Yeah, they they just sent him to him like regularly. Yeah, that makes that makes that that makes more sense. But he yeah. doesn't know who sent it because yeah. he doesn't know anyone on the island. Why would they send it to me? Yeah. The, and that never gets resolved. Well, it gets. I guess it gets resolved that they just sent it because they wanted him to get there. But I mean, they don't say, "Haha, we needed you, so yeah. we sent the letter." Like, no, just. So what they, they should the have food. done in what they should have done in this movie is they should have cut out all the fucking flashbacks, and then at the end when we get the reveal that they are the people, we get a zoom in on each face, and then we get a flashback. Yeah, that could to see help. like. You have a zoom in on the policewoman's face, and then a flashback to when he give, she gives her the, the mail, and then a flashback to the mother and the daughter when they are in the car, and like, oh, it was them all along. <laughs> but no. <laughs> or oh. you know, they could also go the very e- the very easy route that they once again do in the original. Like he's a cop. Like he, he more or less has a, an obligation to investigate. Yeah. If if someone just says my 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 daughter is missing, please help me. He yeah. can't just. The the only reason he might want to blow that off it is because it was um, the, his old fiance. He's like, no, I don't want to do that. But if it was just a random person, a random mysterious person sending me a note, he as a detective should be like, I should check this out. Yeah, it's... that would make that would make so much more sense. Yeah, I just think the 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 writer of this movie he had a vision, yeah. and he could not cut out things. He could yes. not rewrite his vision because he had this, he had decision. It's the same thing with why make it this this yeah it, again this convoluted way to get into the island. He is uh, he's not in the jurisdiction. He actually doesn't have any power, which is stupid. <laughs> like yeah. why? Because uh, that's one of the big the great parts of the original where he he's like I have the law on my side, and everyone yeah. says yeah we don't care, and he's like yeah. but but I. I'm a cop. They're like, yeah. So, and, and that sort of gives another level of um, creepiness or weirdness. But here, he's just, I'm a cop, and everyone says, yeah, but you don't have any power here. He's like, yeah, I do. Yeah, it, it's it's so it's so weird. Which which also kind of clashes with um with the idea that that they had for this movie, where it's supposed to be a horror movie. But I know Nicolas Cage kind of saw it as a police procedural. Like he acted as he was in a cop movie oh, okay. to make to make the character more realistic. Yeah. Which that that mixing those two, mixing horror with like you know a cop genre thing, rarely works. I mean, there haven't been that many, and I, well, they they never work because the only one, the only other one I can think of is. Um, Deliver Us from Evil that Scott Derrickson made in like 2013 or something, which is another movie where like you know you know hard ass New York's cops try to try to like uh, d- capture this demon that is killing people, and it ends with an with an exorcism on in the cop station. It just does not work. Like it's it got to be either horror or police procedural. Those two you can do horror and comedy, sure. You can do horror and drama. But horror and police procedural does not work. Um, That's why the scene in the end, um, when they when they're all closing in on him, like you are our victim, instead of him like going, oh no, no, it's just really scary. No, he acts like a police, draws yeah. his gun and starts kicking people. Nah. It which which 
just ruins the scene, ruins the, the the suspense of the scene. But that's what a cop would have done. Yeah, but that's not what you should have done in the movie. Yeah. And the, back to this, that he didn't... So he had this weird... And it, also he has this... You see that there is some... He is, like, putting a lot of time in his in the theory of this... Because uh, I looked it up afterwards. Uh, yeah. This kind of drone thing. Yeah. Because uh, they talk, there's a lot of a lot of imagery and a lot of things about bees, and at the end they say like the drone needs to be sacrificed and things like yeah. that. So in in uh, the, the bee society or whatever, uh, <laughs> the drone is only there for reproduction, and yeah. then they are sort of sort of killed off. So that's that's the thing, and that's so he has this drone thing uh, where he needs to have uh, got a child from someone on the island to make that work. But then how to get him to the island, he has to, like, sort of make a mental backflip to just fucking make that make sense of that. Where he should have just taken one of them. (laughs) Either he's uh, there because he cares about the girl, or we have this super intricate way of getting him there. Not both. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but he was, oh no, I can't cut out. Uh, it's it's perfect, and it's just so bad. Yeah, I. And I also, <sighs> I, I do like uh, again with this just the weird rewrites because um, Sister Summer Isle, yes, uh, who is in the original is Lord Summer Isle. Yeah. Uh, in the original, we have this talk about Lord Summer Isle where he's like his grand grandfather or something came to yeah. the island and sort of reintroduced paganism and he used it sort of to have a leverage on the workers to make them work he didn't really believe it himself he just yeah this is gonna make people work sort of wasn't it that you know he uh, you know the he he, he they started the, the whole uh, vegetable thing you know where they, they they grow and sell vegetables and um you know, there was always a plentiful harvest, and and yeah, his explanation was because of the paganism part. Yeah, yeah. But really, it was because he was sort of experimenting with creating new strains of yeah. uh, vegetables that 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 work there. So he was like, "Follow me and do as I say, and we will have a plentiful harvest." And we're like, "Oh, fair enough." And now we're like four generations in, and even the lord uh, or the 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 lord that is now. Yeah. Uh, he has so even that though he knows it's sort of bullshit. He believes it because he's. They're all just raised into it. Yeah. Uh, and I think that's an interesting uh, thing of just sort of critiquing religion. That even though you know that it the origins are not real, you can still believe it and you can still be be part of it in a way. Yeah. Uh, and in and in the remake is just. Yeah, I mean, uh, men were bad, so we moved here. <laughs> it's like, okay, 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 sure. Okay, sure. Uh, no, it's men were bad, so we moved to, to Salem, and then they started witch trials, and there, so men were bad there too. Then oh, we moved yeah. here, and it's just that was that's not an interesting story at all. It's just there's no no interest there. No, it's, they... it's it's much more like it's much more well, it's a horror movie, so which we gotta make them witches. Yeah, and we gotta mention Salem because you know you you can't have a witch in a Hollywood movie without mentioning Salem. Yeah. So yeah, 
again, like, there is... I I have problem getting anything that is good in this movie. Yes, I was just going to ask you that. Like, is there anything you like about it? <laughs> I don't know. I mean, <laughs> I guess sort of sometimes the 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 set is looking kind of good. <sighs> yeah. Maybe. Well, I guess. But that's also something I found out. A lot of it is just location stuff. They didn't build a lot of it. Yeah. They just went to this place in Canada... Um, which was like an old like women's club where they ha- like hang hung out and you know did whatever women do. I don't know. <laughs> and they, so they recreated a couple of things on a set, and of course they built the big Wicker Man. I, that's impressive. The Wicker Man is huge and it's all real, so mm. um, mostly real, which is cool because it's like twice the size of the original Wicker Man. Yeah, but that's that's a that's a weak like positive. <laughs> yeah. I, I... <sighs> I think that's sort of it. It's the setting looks kind of good sometimes. That's that's the yeah. biggest compliment I can give this movie. It's I don't yeah. know. I, maybe the music is good if it was used used in a, another movie. <laughs> maybe, maybe, but maybe, maybe. Uh, there's 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 good actors in the movie. They don't do a good job acting, but... But they're there. <laughs> well, they're there, yeah. It's a star-studded cast. Oh. Ellen Burstyn, Nicolas Cage. Uh, you even Did you see um, uh, Aaron Eckhart is in the movie? Did no. You, did you, well, I did, did not it, notice it's a, that. It's a blinket and you'll miss him, because he is um, the guy uh, in the diner in the beginning who gets up and leaves as the camera uh, zooms in on Nicolas Cage. That's Aaron Eckhart. Oh. <laughs> it was. I guess it was like before he got big with uh, "Thank You for Smoking," and he was like friends with Neil Butte, so he was usually had like a small part in each one of his his movies. So you just mm. put him in a like a cameo. But it's kind of oh, funny now. It's like, oh shit, that's Aaron Eckhart. What the fuck is he doing in this movie? Yeah, and and James Franco and uh, yeah. Jason Ritter is in the end. Yeah, there. which is so. <laughs> but at that point, James Franco was a big star. This was after. Uh, the Spider-Man one and two, like he had blown up. Yeah, why but... the fuck was he in this movie? Well, I mean, why is James Franco in anything really? <laughs> he he he's just in things because he thinks it's funny. I guess that's true. He, I mean, if he, you look at every movie he's done, like more than third of them is like, what? Why? He's like, oh, it's fun. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. no, that, that's true. That's true. And yeah, so um, did you watch that? That because in the unrated version we saw they cut out a six months later. Uh, yeah. Uh, scene. Did you watch that? I I didn't watch it this time. I only watched the unrated, but I have seen that because that was the DVD version I owned before I threw oh, it okay. away. So I because I looked it up afterwards. Yeah. So from what I've gathered, uh, the unrated version ends with the Wicker Man just falling. And yeah. Then credits. In the uh, original cut or theatrical cut, they cut to this extra scene and then the credits. And this extra scene, really like, the little momentum and the little feelings you had is just ruined for that scene. Yeah. Yeah, because in the in the remake, much like the original, 
the one like good scene is when they burn him. Like that's yeah. he even Nicolas Cage like he does a good job in that scene. Wow. Uh, but yeah, <laughs> they cut this, away from that to yeah, to, this, to this, club. Yeah, because this six months later scene, it's just it's so long. Also, it is. It's, okay. it's like a few minutes long, and we have <laughs> sort of this. Because it's like James Franco and Jason Ritter is just hanging out in a bar and they're talking, and then they look. Oh, there's no good good girls here tonight. Want a drink? <laughs> yeah, let's get a drink. And then two girls come in. Like, oh, meet those people. Then they go there, and then they have some banter. And it's uh the uh the guy. <laughs> no, uh, what's, what's it called? uh, the girl. No, yeah, um, the um, Nicholas Cage's girl. Uh, w- uh, Willow. Yeah, I don't, I don't know the the actress, yeah. but yeah, Willow. So it's her, and then the girl who says, "When you leave, take me with you." Yeah, that's Lily Sobieski. Yeah. yeah, so those two, and then they have like, I mean, it's not super long, but it's like a minute of banter where they're like, <laughs> "Oh, well, I mean, we didn't think there would be any nice girls here. It's super cool that you're here." Do-do-do, what are you doing? Oh, you're from around here, okay. And, and it's like, it's just just going on steam at that point. You're like, what fuck is this? Is the movie over or not? <laughs> and then and then the, the movie ends with, uh, yeah, Willow goes with uh, Jason Ritter to the bar to get drinks. <sighs> and then Lily Sobieski, Sobieski is, is leaning over to James Franco and it's, it's like, so, where are you going after this? Oh, I'm going home. When you go, would you take me with you? Oh, Whoa, credits. she said the thing! Yeah, and I credits. And it's just... <laughs> oh, no. you, you know how they should do that scene? I'm just like thinking in my head. It should be like a minute 30 at most. Yeah. And it, it, it should be, you know, uh, Fade to Black from the from the Wicker Man. And you fade up on the bar. You, you do a dolly along the bar. Um, and then you 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 pan up and you see Jason Ritter. Uh, uh, he is he is doing something, you know, trying to get the bartender's attention. Yeah. And then James Frank walks up, but dude, I I I uh, I found these two oh, like really hot girls. We gotta go talk to them. But I don't know, man. I'm trying to get a drink. Then he gets a drink. No, come come with me. Come with me. And she's like, you're not gonna believe how hot they are. And then you you walk with them. You cut to and then pan up to the the booth where they're they're sitting. Mm. And we see that it's oh, it's Willow and whatever the other one was called, Honey yeah. or whatever. Yeah. Um, At that end. And, yeah, and they're like, hey, and that's it. Yeah. That's it, because we know. Oh, yeah. shit, they're doing it again. Yeah, so I, I just Not this so drawn out fucking. The ending scene is three minutes long. Uh, that's, of just, that's twice. Just meandering around in a bar, and it's just, come on. We had this big, like, sort of an explosive ending. Yeah, you remember, remember just, the Wicker Man? Yeah, we can't cut from there to just people talking for three minutes. It's <laughs> for a reveal which is doesn't give any impact at all. Because it's like, did you know that you're bad? Yeah. Obviously. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's uh, it, it 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 really does everything wrong. This yeah. movie. And, I, and again, I would say for everyone who. Who's interested? Who hasn't watched this and want to see so bad it's good? Watch the Wicker Man, the remake, way before you see the original one. Yeah, 
Because the original one sort of takes the fun out of it. Yeah. Oh yeah, um, definitely. It's, it's not. It's not fun. It's just meandering. Um. But yeah. So that's the movie. What do we think about Nicolas Cage in the movie? Um. Let's just this. Uh, this is a classic. Uh, you know, the wrong director for Nicolas Cage. Mm. He he needed he needed someone. We're talking about this. He needed someone on the same wavelength as him. And Neil Butte is just wrong. He when when you know because he talks about how Nicolas Cage was just like cut or like break a scene in the middle. Like no, I want to do this instead. And there are those choices that you know sometimes they're gold, but sometimes you know they they can get very awkward. This is this is the thing with with Nicolas Cage's style, and that's where you need a director who, who instead of just saying oh, oh, oh okay. We'll actually say no. Just just finish it like this. Then we'll do your thing, and yeah. we'll see what works best. Here he was just like, no, no. I, let's do it like this instead. Um, and that's what we have. You know, sure, we have some scenes that then become, if we're gonna believe Nicolas Cage, are intentionally funny. But, <laughs> but yeah, this is that's something I want to talk a little about, about in a second. But, um, but for the most part, he just looks. Uh, awkward in the movie. There, there's a lot of him just looking perplexed, looking around, and yeah. saying the the lines he say says are weird, or he it delivered it's delivered in a weird way. It just it doesn't work at all. And I don't know. I now I kind of become enamored with him at this point. So I don't want to say he's bad. It's just the director's fault, but he might just be bad in this movie. I I. I would say the the biggest issue in this movie is we talked a lot about before in movies where Nicolas Cage isn't great. Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> that the biggest issue here is that he really brings an energy into this movie that yeah. the movie should not have. Exactly. And that no one responds to because in the again comparing with the original because it's easy because we have an original to compare with. <laughs> yeah. The, the big the big thing there is, you have this sort of straight man, sort of very uh, rigid, religious man, very proper man, coming to an island full of heathens who are <laughs> colorful characters, very uh, open and, and sort of weird to his eyes. And it's this clash of, he's like, what, what's going on? They're so weird here. Yeah. And this movie, Nicolas Cage is the weird one who comes to an island of very <laughs> yeah. subdued, calm people who's just like, yeah, I mean, we we like to just hang out, um, sit around, talking about flowers, sort of. And he's like, what? What do you mean? Oh, yeah! And it's, this... he, he, he keeps pulling his gun, he kicks in doors. Yeah, he's just super aggressive and super, <laughs> like, from the start, like, from the beginning of the movie... Because that's one thing. Um, in the original, when he the policeman comes to the inn to get a uh, to get Ooh, a room, yeah. he uh, he's first of all he's been on the island for a while and he's sort of got this. These people are weird feeling. Yeah. Uh, but then he gets this room and then he does this big when he uh, slams his badge on the table and he says, "Okay, everyone, I'm here to investigate a murder." And yeah. you see that he's he's it's not anger, it's not irritation, it's just authority. Hello everyone, I am a police officer. Listen yeah. to me. Nicholas Cage, the first thing he does when he comes to the island sort of is go to the inn, slams the badge and says, Alright, shut up everyone 
I'm talking. <laughs> and he's super angry, super aggressive. And it's like, wait, why are you so aggressive? No yeah. one has been weird to you yet, really. Uh, and it's... And it's whole, yeah. So he should have been Lord Summer Island this movie. He should have been... Yeah, that could have been fun, yeah. Yeah, but the big, weird guy who is this big personality who has everyone below him. Not this single cop with no authority going around being angry and kicking and punching people. Yeah. And and then... um... But like going back to just I, I, the the dialogue he is given in this movie, I mean the the first thing he says when he gets to the island, or I guess he talks to the to the the guy who flies the plane, he says "Ahoy there!" Like, <laughs> and it's just it's just a, it's such a weird delivery, and the guy he flies a plane. It's not a I guess he's still technically captain then, but he's not. It's not a boat guy. Ahoy there! <laughs> he's so, it's so awkward, and then. Uh, uh, when he gets to the island and they see the two men carrying the uh, the sack and there's something moving in it, he's like, "Oh, what do you got in there? A baby shark?" See, why would you? Why? Who wrote that line? Why is that in? Why? Why would a? Why would it have a baby shark? Why? You just yeah. you're just adding to the awkward that's already in the movie. Yeah, they sort of at the the start of the movie, uh, both in. When he talks with the female cop in his apartment, when he talks with his, with Pete, I think he's called his colleague, and yeah. then the plane guy, and then the, the sack people, <laughs> uh, all of these scenes, they sort of portray him as this nice goofball guy. Yeah. And then he just Which he then swi- isn't. Yeah. Well, then, then he just switches to yeah. super aggressive authoritarian guy. Asshole. And, yeah. Yeah, and it's this weird. Uh, like whiplash effect, and it's like, <laughs> what kind of characters are you trying to portray? And and yeah, that's the script. That is not his acting's issue. No, yeah. Well, I think it might be because the once again in the commentary track, uh, the director talks about how um, Nicholas Cage thought that in in certain certain situation, certain situations, um, the character, whatever his name is. Um, it, uh, like he reacts, like he he snaps into cop mode because instead of like showing fear or 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 showing that he's uh, confused, he just snaps into being a cop. Like that perfect example of that is the whole step away from the bike scene when he tries to get her to to get off the bike. At first, he's just like get off the bike, and then he just pulls his gun on her. That's yeah. my favorite scene in the movie. <laughs> um, and that's because he snaps into cop mode. And and that's also he's the kind of goofy silly guy, but then when he needs to, he just snaps into cop mode. Thing is, it doesn't work. Yeah, that's not in the movie the, at all. It that's can't, not what you can't feel. do. Then yeah, exactly. It just feels like two different people. Yeah. So that's the thing, and then the other problem with the big big problem with the script. That's not just Nicholas Cage. That's everyone. Is that it's so clumsy in expositions. Oh yeah. Like again, as I said. Nicholas Cage never figures anything out. He just goes to talk with people who tells him everything. Yeah. There's never he never connects two dots in the entire movie. <laughs> he just goes to a place and says, "Uh, so how's the harvest went? Oh, it was bad. Oh, okay. Then he goes to someone else and then, yeah, when the harvest is bad, we kill someone. Oh, okay. 
then it goes somewhere else. Yeah, someone sometimes we kill a girl. <gasps> oh, okay. Oh. And it's like it's just <laughs> okay. <laughs> and then another problem with Nicolas Cage is uh, that's a combination of his acting and the writing. He's just bumbling around and is like not natural. I, I'm thinking of the scene yeah. where he falls into bees. Uh, yeah. Where he just he goes through because he's allergic to bees, deathly allergic to bees, and then he yeah. appears. I don't know how he did not realize this. He appears in the middle of like the biggest fucking field of bees ever. Yeah. Uh, he just oh my god! He just sort of wakes up looking around. Oh, there are bees everywhere, and then he bumps into bees. Beehive. Yeah. <laughs> and then he sort sort of like does this. I was saying that when watching the movie, it felt like Nicolas Cage, he was like the the main character in a video game, because c- he never walks, he only like half jogs everywhere. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, so he just sort of half jogs, uh, it, fe- it felt sort of like a scene from um, The Happening, when he half jogs away in terror from something we don't see. <laughs> yeah. And then he sort of... He doesn't fall. He sort of throws himself into more beehives, <laughs> and then he's and then he's out. It's, what's it's, going on? It, it, it's just a mess. Yeah, uh, and, and that's a combination of Nicolas Cage just doing a poor job yeah. overall in that scene, and no one. Uh, and I said, no one. I mean, no director was there to say, you know what? Let's do that another way. That that <laughs> yeah. that didn't work. Yeah, yeah. And that's another thing we we talked about him like running around. There's a lot of scenes of him just walking, yeah. or running, or or jogging. I suppose. Um, that's also one of my favorites when he's when he's. I'm gonna I'm gonna search every nook and cranny of this <laughs> island for the next three hours, and if anyone gets in my way, I'm holding him, uh, arrested for murder or whatever. Um, there's one scene where he. He, he he jogs or he saunters whatever into a crossroad. Oh yeah, that's. And he stands there. He looks around. This is literally a shot that we did when we were like in in not even high school, yeah. in like elementary school, shooting films. Walk into frame, look around, walk out of frame. Yeah. Like you know, you don't put that in a, in a professional movie. Yeah, that and was. There are so many scenes of that of him just walking around in the movie. Yeah, there was one scene that really felt that. There was a lot of them, but it's when the the plane lands the second time. Uh, yes. Oh, and he's God. like, and he's like the plane, and we just see a a faraway shot of him entering the scene, half jogging from the left, jogging through the to the end of the scene or the frame. Yeah. And then cut to another place where he jogs from one end of the um, frame to the other and oh. then another one it's just what the fuck is this <laughs> this is this is like high school filmmaking <laughs> <laughs> and you know the worst part that that was a deliberate choice by the director cuz his his explanation is that well we see the plane um and and you know fly past the window and then we can't just immediately cut to Nicolas Cage by the plane, because then they wouldn't there wouldn't be enough time for them to break the radio and remove the ca- mm. uh, the, the 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 fly the, the the pilot the pilot guy. Yeah. So and we we I wanted to show that like he has there's 
there's a lot of island between between him and the uh, the plane. Like he has to go a, a certain distance to get to the plane. So we had to show that in the movie, of course. Yes, I agree. So, but I, but you can't yeah, sure. but you can't just do this fucking establishing shot where he just runs from frame to frame. We do another like uh, other perspectives. Yeah, you know what? They could have shown instead of just having the plane fly past the window because that's a CGI plane, by the way. It's not mm. a real plane, so they no. could do whatever they want with it. No. Show him walk over to the window, see it land far away, and then yeah. I gotta go, and then cut when he's there, and like, oh, okay, so it took him a while to get there. Yeah, or just but no, instead show like, well, it's far away, so we show that by showing him running a lot instead yeah. of just showing the plane far away. <sighs> it's uh, I, and the, the worst part is that this director he has done like good stuff before and after this. What good things has he done? I mean, I haven't seen any of it, but it's <laughs> been, like <laughs> I, I think I've seen some of it. But I like I like looked it up. And, like he's he's gotten good reviews before. Oh wait, isn't this one? Isn't that a movie <clears throat> you like Death at a Funeral? Yeah, Death at a oh, Funeral is fun. I Nurse Betty one. is pretty good. Yeah, I I haven't seen like anything he's done. I don't okay. recognize like anything except um, Death at a Funeral. I haven't seen it. Yeah, no, I think I that's know fun. Nothing about his yeah. person. It's so weird, and he's done like he done some episodes of Hell on Wheels. That was an okay show. I saw some of it. I don't know if I saw any of his episodes, but it was an okay show. Um, like in in the in the middle of all this, there's this fucking beast, this mutated fucking monster of a movie called The Wicker Man. Yeah, it's so strange. Yeah, that's that. I think that's the that's the perfect way to describe this movie. It's strange. It's just it's so strange. how did this? How did no one just hey, what the fuck is going on during production? Yeah, it's because it's so obvious how bad it is. I mean, even if there's there there are reasons there are like scenes out of context on YouTube. Uh, where where you don't know anything about the movie, but just like that's fucking bad. Um, yeah, <sighs> yeah. Um. Also, by the way, his his character is named Edward Mollus. Mollus right. is, is a tree. Yeah, it's a, an an apple tree, right? Yeah. Yeah. Because <laughs> you know. Apples. That was that was the thing in the original. Oh. So it's a it's a it's a it's a it's, a, it's an homage. Uh. Also, well, okay, this is this is more important because we we've touched upon this before that this was kind of the beginning of the downfall for Nicolas yeah. Cage. Um, that that video we we have uh, referenced a couple of times. Yeah, they I think in that one they mentioned that. It was um, no, it was you that said. Maybe you saw it in that video. Whatever. Mm. Um, it was the yeah the 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 compila- the YouTube compilation of clips from this movie that kind of cemented Nicolas Cage as you know the the weird guy. Yeah, it was this thing of someone just for laughs, no ill intent. I I am sure <laughs> he he created a video. He saw this because everyone saw this movie. 
when it was new. Not everyone, but a lot of people. It, it went around when it was yeah. when it got out because everyone was like, "You gotta see this shit." Don't just <laughs> go into it blind and just talk to me later. It's gonna be hilarious, sort of. Um, so everyone saw this and they're like, "What the fuck is going on here?" <laughs> and he just this is so bad. And then this guy he took like the worst scenes of this movie and then intercut it with these fragments of rage cage throughout his career that we have gone through now. Like yeah. scenes from uh, Vampire's Kiss and from other movies, which is out of context, but you put them in context of this movie, which makes his whole career look like this is what he does. He does super bad acting. Even though, as we've established time and time again, he's a great actor. He's a yeah, very, very he's good actor. Consistently throughout like at this point in his career, like thirty years. Yeah, but um, in most of his yeah. twenty years, I suppose. Yeah. yeah, but in most of his movies, he has these few moments where he sort of rage cages out, and those moments, in context of this movie, makes him look like a really bad and weird actor. Yeah, yeah, but in the in the context of the movies they're from, no, it, that, it works. They, yeah, it works great. Yeah, it's out of out of context in a compilation. It look it just looks weird. Yeah, yeah like bad. Yeah. again, Vampire's Kiss is the perfect example of a movie oh, yeah. a movie where out of context he looks like a fucking lunatic, and it's like <laughs> this isn't even good acting. This is just no. fucking weird. But in context of the movie, it's it works. It's it's a perfect uh, portrayal of. Yeah, a well, person going insane. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, uh, and and that sort of cemented Nicolas Cage in like the mainstream of that weird guy who's bad at acting and is very over the top. Yeah, uh, and that's sort of and, and Nicolas Cage himself had talked about it that that it sort of became his career because. When he got offered movies, that's what the context was. Oh. People offered him movies based on this faulty perception of he's a quirky weird guy, which made him make more of those movies, which made him sort of become that. So because of this specific compilation video, it sort of steered his career to do movies like Season of the Witch or Drive Angry. Uh, These kind of weird movies, uh, which is very memeable. Yeah. And because he's... Uh, as as he has stated before, like he's the kind of guy who just he just wants to make movies. And if someone asks him, I mean, yeah, he'll he'll do it, even if it's like a a a young unknown director who's doing his first movie. Yeah, I'll do it. Yeah. If if he thinks if he thinks the the screenplay or the role is it's it's talking to him or is gives him anything, he's there. He's down. And before this, that didn't happen that often. We have a few uh, examples of that, but you know, but after this one, people saw that he was in a shit movie. They were like. Maybe I can get Nicolas Cage into my shit movie. That's just no. I'm, I'm. That's conjecture, but I. No. That's what the, the feeling I get. Like, then you know the director of Season of the Witch who would say, "No, I can't get him. He's an Oscar winner. Yeah. He saw. He saw. He saw. Uh. Uh. uh the Wicker Man. I was like, maybe. <laughs> yeah. And that's sort of like it was this 
self-fulfilling prophecy of him being a bad actor, so he sort of became that. Because that, and again, that's what pop people wanted to see when people went to see a Nicolas Cage movie. They wanted to see a bad one. They wanted, they didn't want to see like Leaving Las Vegas of Nicolas Cage anymore. Yeah. They wanted to see, uh, yeah, Drive Angry when Nicolas Cage is a uh, like. Was it demon who escaped from hell? And, uh, yeah, know. something, something. We come to that. We get to that. <laughs> we'll get to uh, that. Yeah. Uh, and and that sort of just, yeah, it just became. But and he doesn't really care because he, again, as we talked about, he, he just want to make movies. Yeah. He, he just want to work. He doesn't really care about perception of him or what's going on, and he doesn't really care about celebrity dumb or all those things. Yeah. Um, yeah. So he's just yeah okay I'll I'll make move these kind of moves people seem to want it. Um, but it is it's it's still weird how it just if if you look at his his filmography it almost like flipped on yeah. a dime after this movie because yeah. just just before this and we've talked about that because we're doing this chronologically <laughs> just before this he did The Weatherman he did Matchstick Man adaptation. Uh, fucking Captain Corelli's Mandolin. There was all just in the five years before this. Some of his, um, some of his best acting in some of those movies. Yeah. And then after the Wicker Man, he got Grindhouse. All of a sudden, he's you know, oh, he's in one of those movies. He did the next Bangkok Dangerous, Knowing, uh, Sorcerer's Apprentice, Season of the Witch, Drive Angry. It's just like not only those movies. I skipped over a couple of like yeah, yeah. National Treasure too, of course, but. It's so much trash after this. Yeah. In 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 a career that has mostly been like good movies. Yeah. Whether I mean, they're even if they're big or not doesn't matter. They're still good movies for the most part. Yeah. Uh, most movies have something to. Uh, the, most of the movies are like worth a watch at least. There are yeah. obviously a few that isn't, but most are like yeah they they're fine. Um. But from yeah. here on out, it's not that. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm looking through it, and yeah, we've skipped a couple where he was just a small role, mm. but like just skimming through it, the only ones I would say you can skip in his entire career, out of those that we've talked about, is uh, Firebirds, of course. <laughs> the, I'll the never, I'll never forgive him for that movie. <laughs> God damn it! Um, and then. I suppose Zandali, but I still think he's great in Zandali. Just the movie's pretty bad. No. But other than that, it's gold. And there's even if you want the Rage Cage. I mean, you got a Vampire's Kiss. You got Deadfall. Like, but it works much better than it does in this movie. Even even Deadfall is better than this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. True. Barely, but you know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. So, so it's so, it's so strange. Yeah. So it's, so it's just just. And also, we—that's a big thing that we need to consider when talking about that. This is, this is sort of when the internet appeared too. Yeah, it, it Bef- got big there. Yeah, yeah. Be- before this, internet wasn't really a thing. Uh, so this is when when internet started to affect real life in in a big way. So yeah. I think that's also because if 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 this movie would have come like a say. Four or five years earlier, it would have been forgotten. Completely. Yeah, it would, it would, would have been just per- forgotten. It was yeah. a, it, sure. It would be in the still be like this. So bad, it's good. Uh, sure, the community, but it would be definitely not a movie that would change a career. 
No. So it just came in the in the perfectly wrong place. Yes. Yeah. Exactly. In both yeah, his career and and time generally. Yeah, because it's 2006, so it's just when Facebook, 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 <laughs> Facebook is like starting to get big. Yeah. So people start sharing things on Facebook. Like yeah. it's perfect opportunity to share this strange compilation of Nicolas Cage being weird. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. It's really sad. The, the internet did him dirty. Yeah. It's, uh, I can see why he's not very active on the internet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So this was this was sort of the the death of the death of good Nicolas Cage in a way and death of his career uh, for quite a while at least. Yeah. Um, I mean, he kept he kept working, but yeah, it wasn't, yeah, yeah. It wasn't uh, as prestigious as it yeah. was before this. You know? So there was like, and after so this was the movie, but there was one more movie he he. He got out before the shit hit the fan, and yeah. that's that's next week. That's World Trade Center. Oh right, because at for that sure, at sure. that point, that's the same year the the internet hadn't really started running with it then yet. No, so, yeah. So he got because that's like Oliver Stone, and that's I that that is Oliver Stone, right? Yeah, I'm pretty sure it is. Yeah. yeah. Um. Uh, yes. Yeah. yeah. So that's like a big prestigious role, and I think it's uh I haven't seen it. Uh, it looks kind of boring, so it's probably "quote unquote" good, because um, that's Oliver Stone. He makes good, boring movies. Sure. Uh, uh, so yeah, we'll see. But he got that out. But from then on, his career just plummeted, and uh, that's yeah. that's why we do a season break after World Trade Center. Yes, exactly. So next there... next season is the the decline of Nicolas Cage, sort of. Yeah. Well. Um, I gotta say though, because uh, I was looking at the reviews of this, and it didn't get. I mean, it has it's it has a meta score of thirty six, which is higher than I would give it. <laughs> but it's you know, it's it's pretty bad. Yeah. But it actually it actually has a couple of good reviews. Really? Uh, yeah. Um, Ebert. Newer... Ebert. Ebert. <laughs> no, <laughs> uh, I I don't think Ebert actually. No, he didn't. Hold on. No, I, I can't. No, he he didn't review it. Uh, Chicago sometime did not review it. Um, but New York Post gave this a seventy-five, or because I can actually this time the link actually worked, so I can read the entire uh, review. He gave it three out of five stars. This guy, Kyle Smith. Mm. Um, I won't read the whole thing. It's not that long, but it's, I'm not gonna sit here and just read his thing. But the blurb is profoundly disturbing. Blood chilling suspenser, and uh, I don't know. Did he watch? Did he watch the original? Maybe. Or... When when is this profoundly disturbing? Yeah, I... <laughs> it was the crow in the desk. Definitely, that was ooh. sure. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then uh, Entertainment Weekly gave it a slightly lower score. Um, said despite its logy red herring structure, the film has enough enigma and weirdness that it gradually stirs to life. Uh, I don't know. No. <laughs> and here, the the last the last positive because it literally only has three positive reviews is from the Boston Globe. It says as it is, Labute has cleverly re- repurposed his creepy source material. This Wicker Man, which wasn't screened for critics, they have to point out, is a nutty atonement for the gender assaults of his filmmaking and playwriting past, including in the company of men, blah, 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 blah. Okay. That 
So, so this is supposed to redeem him for writing what misogynist stuff before? <laughs> okay. Mm. Yeah. So- uh, and the it actually <laughs> this is kind of weird. Also, the 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 worst review is not a zero, which I was pretty sure was going to be a zero, but no, it's a two out of ten from the Austin Chronicle. So, or a one out of five. Yeah, two out of ten. One out of five. <sighs> I. I I am I am so confused. Yeah. So the, the user reviews is sort of as you can think there. It, it has a 3.7, so it's yeah. sort of close. Uh, mostly ones, and then there are a few... There's like... Most people say, worst movie ever. Um, it's not. It gives, <clears throat> gives a one, because it's just as the worst. Uh, one, uh, one person said, the most painful cinema experience ever... I can see that uh, if you saw it in the theater, yeah. <laughs> uh, another almost a low point in cinematic history. Uh, <laughs> but but and then there are a few people who is more, uh, <coughs> I would say, honest in the reviews or more uh, correct. <laughs> we, 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 we gives him like a, a three or a four that is like, right. yeah, it is a movie, uh, but yeah. it's not good, sort of. But yeah, because it, it does look like a movie. It's yeah, just... it's it's not like a weird experimental shit show. It's no. just it's just just that they do a like again. The set design is fine. The costumes are fine. It's Cinematography just, is fine. It's fine. All the technical things are fine except the editing and the yeah. music. Uh, but every. every Everything else, all all the all the problems is stemming from the director or the actors <laughs> or the writing. Yeah. Um. Everything else is fine. So it's I wouldn't say this is a one. Um, no. In that aspect. Uh. Anyway, so I saw one review, which I just I think that was the funniest uh, uh title review. Uh. Worst worst remake of two thousand six. Okay. Was there that many remakes in 2006? That it's just. Uh, well, oh, actually, I got I gotta double check this because um, <laughs> there might be actually one of my f- yes, one mm. of my favorite remakes ever. The Hills Have Eyes came out the same year, so Ooh. I guess uh, yeah, I guess it's just I just I just like the the concept of that he has a scale for remakes. <laughs> It's just that, uh, but yeah. So it's it's mostly uh, ones and threes and fours. There's no high, nothing higher than a six, huh. uh, and the only six I've seen is, uh, it's like, it's fun at least. That's sort okay. of what the sixes that I see. Because uh, I yeah. thought there was gonna be some tense, like "Oh, best movie ever! Nicolas Cage is a god." No, like a joke review. Weird enough, no. There's <laughs> here's one is a, a piece of comedy. As a piece of comedy, it's excellent. Six out of ten. That's sort of the what people say. If they give it All higher right. than five, is that's because it's funny. Um, but yeah, <laughs> that's so a, that's so weird because as uh, like if you give if you give it a score like that, like a six out of ten. Yeah. That feels like a genuine... Like, you genuinely thought it was okay. Yeah. And just saying that, oh, the funny scenes make this okay? Like, no, it doesn't. <laughs> and the funny scenes are only funny because they're bad. Yeah. So either way, this is, a, 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 like, a, yeah, a, a low-score movie, or you give it an ironic 10 out of 10. Yeah. 
Uh, there's one here. It's 4 out of 10. This is one of the funniest films I've ever seen. Essentially, Nicolas Cage plays himself and invades an island to assault a bunch of cult members and then scream about bees. Uh, and, and here we have the perfect example of Nicolas play, Cage plays himself. That's just... That is yeah. uh, what we talked about. People think that this, this is how... Is Nicolas Cage, yeah, yeah. Which is far from it. Uh, which is, from what I understand, yeah. yeah. Oh, hopefully. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. Um, but yeah, so so there's nothing really interesting in the in the uh, review department no. or user reviews. It's one of those movies. It's fun to talk about with friends, um, but I mean, you don't you don't you don't put a score on it, sort of. No, exactly. You it, can't. It's, it's beyond that. Yeah, as you said, it's like either you give it an honest score, which is very low, or you give it a lot of ironic ten out of ten. That's eh. yeah. So okay. Uh, yeah. Uh, one one last thing before we give our scores. Huh? I'm pretty sure I know what we're gonna give them, but um, cause like I said, I I do enjoy the funny scenes in this, the mm. the ones everyone talked about, the ones that are in the compilation. But and I I'm I'm assuming you like them as well or enjoy them as well. The compilation videos. No, the the yeah the the scenes from that compilation. Video, oh yeah right? yeah yeah the, yeah. the one how they get burned, step away from them by. Yeah yeah. I, I mean I left. Of several times during the movie. Yeah, yeah okay, okay. Um, but I guess this maybe is a dumb question, but would you would you rather this movie didn't exist, so we didn't have those scenes, but Nicolas Cage's career didn't plummet? Like, I, I would say I would say yes, actually. Um, yeah. Because uh, again, this movie it loses a lot of the the value when you have seen the remake. Yeah, as 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 a standalone movie, it's hilarious and super funny. And if you asked me before I saw the remake, I would say, "Oh, this movie needs to exist because it's cinema history." But since I've seen the re- uh, the original, it's sort of lost its charm and okay, yeah, doesn't doesn't really have a point. Yeah, the scenes are funny, but he has made funnier movie funnier scenes Ex- intentionally. Yes. I was gonna say, I agree with you. I'd rather this movie didn't exist, and I could I could just watch, I could just watch Deadfall and Vampire's Kiss instead. Yeah. Uh, and then he wouldn't he wouldn't have become this meme. But I guess it's a it's a it's a double edged sword because do you think we would have made this podcast and discovered the fact that he is a really good actor? You know, if we didn't. Uh, see him as you know the weird funny meme guy. Well, I mean, now we're in in the very very dangerous territory of I know, alternate I know. history here. Because if we imagine this movie didn't exist, then there is a huge possibility. Uh, I wouldn't say certainty, but, but close to a certainty that his career would have just kept on going, and he yeah. would have become a super superstar, uh, like sort of. Tom Cruise or Johnny Depp or one of these yeah. or Tom Hanks or one of these legendary actors and if that would have happened we probably wouldn't have seen the podcast we probably not made a podcast but we've probably seen a lot of more of his old movies probably yeah but also then maybe we wouldn't get like some of the smaller movies like we wouldn't get uh, Bad Lieutenant Port of Call New Orleans True. or or, or or Mandy. He wouldn't have the resurgence and make Mandy, maybe. Yeah. I don't know. That, that, 
It's that, it's a it's a huge you know fan theory thing we're getting into, yeah, which I don't like. So it's very hard to even answer that question because you talk yeah. about with so many unknowns in this that yeah, I uh, I don't know I don't know. Uh, it is also possible that if it didn't make this movie, he maybe gone on to be World Trade Center and maybe done some other quote unquote boring movies, and then he would just fall in obscurity because uh, yeah, his, he didn't have this culture that kept him his career sort of because uh, he always been in the, the forefront people have always talked yeah. about he was never forgotten uh, no, because he, no, of the meme wasn't. culture so that's also possible that he maybe he would have just stopped disappeared yeah so I don't know it's it's very hard to say so but if 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 you talk about this movie uh, it's not a movie that that should exist uh, there's sure. there's no reason for this movie to exist uh, in itself <laughs> Uh, it's it's a remake of a great movie. He doesn't do anything new, and uh, has nothing uh, to offer at all. Yeah, it doesn't justify its existence. Not at all. Yeah. So. Um, yeah. Uh, how will you score this masterpiece? Well, again, we have this issue. Am I going to score it as on a, as uh, the ironic masterpiece that it was before I saw the original uh, as a yeah. standalone movie without any context then it would be a very high score should I uh, score it as the movie now that I have seen the original and have the context around the movie and it's been a few years and I, I've seen what happened uh, then it should be a very low score uh, it's, it's, but I, I gotta score it as within context of his career and the fact that the original exists. So no. I'm gonna give this one a three. All right, and I, uh, I, I was ready to enjoy this because I remembered enjoying it a lot. Yeah. But now watching it as an adult, watching it with a with a more you know critical and more keen eye for 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 film. Uh, yes, the funny scenes are so funny. But that's like five minutes out of a hundred minutes, so it doesn't yeah. make up for all the bad stuff. So, I I'm gonna give it a two out of ten. Wow. And those are the the, the it's main or only because there are f- the funny scenes. So I'm just before you solidify your score. Yeah. Do you recognize that you gave Firebirds a two as well? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Okay, so this is a uh, part of Firebirds. That's what you're saying. Oh, oh yeah, because Firebirds, um, that has doesn't have any of the fun scenes, but mm. in general, it is it's still in a passable action movie, even though it sucks. You know oh, what I mean? Okay. Yeah. This is this is horrendous outside of those funny scenes. So they're both a two. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Uh, and I, I I give Firebirds a three uh, for the same reason, uh, same same reasoning really. Yeah, uh, yeah. I would be I would I would be up to see any of those movies uh, the same level. <laughs> if you gave yeah. me a choice of Firebirds and Wicker Man, I'd say uh, put on whatever you, you want. <laughs> put them both on. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. So that was the Wicker Man. Uh, yeah. The, the sort of. End of his good grace in Hollywood. Uh, yeah, unfortunately. Yeah, there, there's what he 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 crammed in one more movie this year, like we said, World Trade yeah. Center, before before everything went to, to hell. Yeah, literally because 
Next movie after that is Ghost Riders. Mm-hmm. Uh, anyway. <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, so, uh, I I would have preferred that we would have a season end here, because it, it's a book, great book end. But yeah. uh, we need to do World Trade Center. That does not fit in the next uh, chapter. Exactly. And that's why. Because uh, I ask, why didn't we? So, yeah, because World Trade Center doesn't fit into the next one. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, here, next week, it's the last episode of this season. Uh, the season we called Mr. Superstar yeah. uh, season 2 uh, so yeah and so yeah if you wanna if you wanna follow along next week check out World Trade Center from 2006 um, and if you wanna support this show you can check us out on patreon.com slash don't make a scene where you'll get uh, early access to episodes I uh, get exclusive episodes of my other podcast spoilercast and monthly commentary tracks uh, for for movies, you know. And you also get to, you know, if you're on the three level, a uh, three dollar level, you get to pick what movies we talk about on my other podcasts, podcast. So check that out. Support independent podcasting. But that's gonna have to be it for this episode. We'll see you next week with World Trade Center. But until then, have a good one. Bye. Bye, everyone. Madness in the Method is part of Please Don't Make a Scene. It is hosted by Tobias Vedian and Christopher Billian. It is produced and directed by Tobias Vedian, after a concept by Christopher Billian. Executive producer is Annika Vedian and Laura Kinney. A big shout out to all our patrons over on patreon.com slash don't make a scene. Laura Kinney, mom and dad.